Hey there, mama friend. It is your host, Stephanie. You are listening to the 500 Seconds to Joy podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. And we're getting super practical today. Simple and practical advice for working out. Now, I don't know about you, but I totally struggle with this. And especially being pregnant. It's really hard and you put a lot of pressure on yourself, right? Is it just me? I don't think so. I think all of us do this. So I really believe that Brittany Pearson from Fit Mom Life to the Fullest is going to speak life into each of us today. She definitely inspired me to want to exercise and to just make it super simple and doable. We're not talking hours a day. We're not even talking five days a week. She really breaks it down super simply and she has so many awesome resources on her website. Click the link in the show notes for all the details. Without further ado, let's chat with Brittany about simple workout tips. Hey Brittany, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you here today with us. Hi Stephanie, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to talk. Yeah, me too. I know. It's it's just awesome when I have someone on that we just talk so naturally and we were chatting before I clicked record, which I always love to do with people. And so anybody, anyway, everybody, this is Brittany Pearson and she runs this awesome company called Fit Mom Life to the Fullest. So this is um, to help moms just really get a handle on fitness and nutrition and bring in faith too. I like that you bring in the faith aspect. And so, you know, with what you've been doing in the fitness industry and now staying home with your boys and being in this online space, like I'm excited to have you tell us about this. And then also fun fact, everybody, she has a master's degree in theology And so I think that's really cool because there is such a connection. You know, we're a whole person. We're integrated. So our physical bodies are also related to our spiritual life. And and I'm excited to chat about that. So before I um, fangirl anymore, (laughs) let me let you (laughs) introduce yourself and share what this season of life looks like for you. And just kind of talk about why you got into the health and wellness space. Like, why are you so passionate about it? And I know you started before you had your kids. And now, how has that shifted now that you're home with your boys? Yeah, no, that was a wonderful intro. Thank you so much. Um, I you're love welcome. what you said. <laughs> I love what you said too, <laughs> because right out of the gate, it seems like it could be too. Such polar opposite things, a degree in, you know, education. And then what I do in the fitness world with that, I'm all those certifications in that realm, meeting theology. But to me, it's never been super separate. I think so much of this, so much of we'll talk a little bit about workouts today, maybe a little bit about nutrition, whatever relates to the fitness and health realm. There's so many carryovers between the spiritual life and the physical discipline, the discipline that you learn from both. It's the same discipline that you need to call on to force yourself to do your daily prayers that you do to force yourself to do your workout because we can't just rely on emotions. So uh, I'm already getting on my soapbox. (laughs) Um, I love it. It's so true. (laughs) I am so passionate about it, but I, um, yes, I'm a Catholic stay-at-home mom. You covered that with two boys. So lots of wrestling going on in my house. And um, my husband and I actually met as personal trainers. So that's another interesting little piece of the puzzle. And we, uh, 
We're super passionate about it. Then, you know, got married, continued training. So I've been training for years and what it looks like now is way different. I only do my workouts at home. I'm not working out at a gym anymore, those kinds of things personally. But in all of that time training such a variety of women, which was an awesome experience, it made me have that foresight looking down the road at what I wanted my life to look like 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. And one big thing I saw in the difference of people who did prioritize exercise, taking care of themselves, eating nutritiously, I saw them being able to live life more to the fullest. And you can definitely take that in a very self-centered way, just, you know, going on trips and traveling and hiking and physically being able to do those things. But you can also look at it in the serving way of they were able to keep up with their kids. They were able to do things and serve in ways that they could keep up with the physical demands and not have to be, you know, waylaid by back issues and chronic pain or dealing Mm with, you know, all the different uh, diseases and things that we are at higher risk for. I think definitely I was not thinking about that in my twenties. It was definitely more the aesthetics of, I want to look lean. I want to watch my weight, you know, that kind of thing. And now, first of all, with age, but also even more vocationally and everything, it's definitely segued into seeing the benefit of just being proactive with your health, like not wanting that high cholesterol number, not wanting to have to lose 50 pounds in 10 years, you know, just being a pro mm-hmm. proactive about it. And what I really like is working with young moms who are, I work with, I still work with people who are 50 and who are trying to reverse some things. I work with, you know, women of all ages, but I really enjoy working with young moms who are maybe a kid or two in, maybe looking to have children and help them like start the foundation so they don't have to work backwards. So they don't have to Mm -hmm. now develop a plan for kids in and they're struggling and their kids revolt when they throw the pop out and that kind of thing. So I just really see the I do use a physical merit in it for your energy levels, for your mood, for all the relationships that affects around you, how you are with your kids, how you are with your husband, but also even in the religious sense of, I think that we have that duty to be good stewards of our bodies. And I think a lot of us overlook that sometimes and we can say like, oh, well, we're tired. We're run down. We're just, you know, this is just being a mom. This is just being busy. But I think that there's another answer in there that's not, again, making an idol of ourselves and doing everything superficially, but we can definitely designate a little bit of a, of time to ourselves for, you know, what I think is positive self-care. Workout is positive self-care. Totally. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. And I think what I really noticed, at least for myself, um, you know, being pregnant and and having to modify my workouts, which is so hard for me because I'm so competitive and I love um, pushing myself. I played tennis in college and was like really into athleticism. And now it is interesting that in my early 30s and having kids, it has shifted. It's been more of like a health thing, an energy thing, being able to keep up with my kids. And then like honestly in pregnancy, my back not hurting as much. And when I get yeah. some movement and I've noticed like my back really doesn't hurt as badly as, as it does. I mean, it's still a little bit uncomfortable because I'm getting into the third trimester now this next week, but, um, you know, it's, it's lessened. And so it's interesting that, um, you come at it from that perspective. Cause I think so often in the fitness world, we can get into this cycle of like, I just want to look good 
and I just want the exterior to be good. But I like that you talked about cholesterol because our interior matters too. And exercise and diet definitely affect our interior, which people don't always see, right? Like you can be lean, but maybe, you know, like you have a fast metabolism. So, you know, you don't see on your body just the things that you're doing to it um, by, you know, your diet choices and all of that. So I feel like as a whole person, we have to like think about these things and it's not to put pressure on moms. It's not to say like, you need to work out five days a week, an hour each time. No, there it's, it can be really simple movement. So let's talk about that because I think talking about working out, it gets like overwhelming for moms, especially, you know, I think about the moms who listen, who have maybe like five or six kids and they're all really little and they homeschool and, you know, there's a lot going on and, and every mom has a full life, but moms Mm -hmm. that maybe are going, going, going all day. And there's no like nap break, you know, right. There's no nap time, hustle time. It just doesn't really exist because they have so many kids on different schedules. So I think, you know, for moms listening, it'd be so helpful to just kind of start with, okay, why work out? Like we kind of know why, but maybe, maybe you're like three bullet points of like, these are the top reasons. And then dive into tips, how to really incorporate this into our busy mom day. Because I think that stops a lot of us. At least I know it stops me. (laughs) Like, you know, how do I even fit this in? I'm exhausted. I'm pregnant. Like, you know, obviously I'm not like doing high intensity workouts right now, but even just movement at all, I find myself struggling with. And so what would kind of be your like, okay, this, this is why it matters mamas. And here's what you can do. What would be your, like your quick tips for that? Sure. I think first of all, coming at it from a place, it's hard to get into this groove if you have not been there yet, and I know some of you are probably listening thinking like, uh, it just, it does not sound like fun to me. It always sounds like drudgery, but once you get going, or if you're a person that's already, you know, exercising sometimes, I think that once you can get addicted to the, maybe addicted is the wrong word, but see the benefit in the good feeling that you get from it, it can Mm -hmm. outweigh, it, it does more become a look forward to it in that you look forward to the effects. And I'll be honest, I am personally, well, I'll get more into timing and whatnot. But what I do think works really well for most moms is morning time. It fluctuates seasons of life. You know, if you have a newborn, that looks very different. When you're pregnant, you might be sleeping in longer, et cetera. And I'll go into that. But in general, I right now typically do my workouts 5 a.m., 5.36, somewhere in that window. I never look forward to it. And I will be honest with that. I like working out for the benefits. I see the value in it. I never wake up thinking like, yes, let's hop into this. However, I know that if I wake up groggy at 530 and I start working out, you know, pretty soon after I'll do morning prayers and whatnot, but then I hop into my workout. I know that by 630, by 615, whatever, I am going to have such a better tone of the day that I have worked out those kinks. Like you were talking about, get my back moving, my core muscles engaged and all that so that I'm kind of revved up physically for the day. And just in a better mental space, you get those endorphins going, all of that versus waking up groggy at 6.30, maybe I slept longer, but then continuing my day just groggy or sleeping in and letting the kids wake me up and feeling like I'm starting behind the ball kind of a thing. So I definitely think that just if you can get to the first couple times that you start seeing the effects of it, that it will 
motivate you hopefully to see that benefit in it. But I also think it's so important because I hear a lot of moms saying, I don't need to work out because I work out so much with my kids. I run around with my kids all day. Right. And I do disagree with that because think about being a mom is usually very physical right now. My one-year-old it is. Oh my goodness. My one-year-old is 30 pounds. (laughs) And I always (laughs) huge. Oh man. So he was 25 pounds at like, honestly, six months or eight months. And that is so much, obviously nobody's walking at six months. So that's so much static holding and you're standing there holding a child, you know, at church or wherever you're standing for a long period of time. And we lock out our knees, we thrust our hips forward, we throw it in the small of our back. And you can like see that you can picture the mom standing there doing that. And the big difference why I think, again, you cannot just run around with your kids, you need some strength training in there. Yes, keeping up with your kids can be a lot of cardio. And that's awesome. And all of that is great. That's called NEAT. It's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. It's just any calories you're burning or any movement that is not direct exercise. So going for walks with your kids, running around at the park with your kids, all great things, all bonuses, you know, and I don't think that you even need to directly do cardio. Most people don't, but there's such a benefit to strength training in what we're talking about, not just helping you look more toned and, you know, your, your physique will change. It's, you know, putting muscle in place of fat where you're not going to look as jiggly and whatever you look more quote unquote toned, what women tend to want, but more so injury prevention and things like that. You're instead of holding your baby like that, you become aware of your body mechanics and you soften up your knees. You brace your core instead of taking it in your back. There was a time we were on the beach and we're carrying our two kids, I think, because, you know, a two-year-old still doesn't walk super well in the sand. And the other one was really little and we're like dragging the cooler or whatever. And we got to our spot and my core was literally sore from just bracing it for those, you know, however many yards we walked. And I was thinking like, Mm -hmm. wow, my my core's lit up, but how many people would have put that in their back? You know, and that's obviously I'm a very, was thinking of that in a fortunate way of like, I'm glad I know how to use my body properly, but you don't just learn how to do it through the activity itself, through bending over to push a kid on the swing, through shoveling snow, whatever you, you can do it wrong if you're not training your muscles, training your body. So that is why, first of all, I, I do think that at least strength training a couple times a week, two, three times a week is great. Um, and I definitely think that one of the biggest obstacles, obstacles to moms is citing lack of time, which again, mm-hmm. we have full lives. You times that by how many kids, you times that by homeschool. I'm in awe of what some people's schedules look like. And I know it can be hard too if some of your listeners are like, okay, Brittany, you have two kids. Super good for you. I could do it well when I had two kids too, because I did get that with one child. I'd get the, well, when I had one kid, it was easier. But I have, again, my sister has six. My other sister has four. I've coached both of them. I write them workout plans. I've had a lot of clients with a lot of kids and things like that. And So maybe not speaking from my own personal experience, but sharing things that I know have worked for other people is that I think, first of all, we need to wipe out the idea, like you said, that it needs to be an hour or it needs to be this big production. That was one huge switch. Right. One huge switch I made where I loved going to the gym. I still would love the idea of driving there, getting in that mental space, grinding it out, driving home. That's not my life right now. I walk down to my basement. I do it there. So we need to get rid of that idea that it's this huge time allotment. And if that's what's holding you back, then maybe you do need to 
take your workout home. And I know a lot of us have been forced to, um, but I do think just in general for most moms, it's, if it's a matter of what's actually going to get done or a matter of what you prefer, you got to go with what's going to actually get done. And that's where I'm at is yes, I'd prefer going to a gym. I think a lot of us like that, just getting out mental space, but if it's going to get done, it's going to be at home. So again, I do think, and it can be short, you know, most of my own workouts range from 20 to 30 minutes. Some are seven minutes and they're really intense. Seven minutes. Some are 15 minutes. It doesn't matter. Honestly, most of the time length is not a sign of an effective workout. So definitely just making sure your workouts are effective, but in general, I do think, again, mornings are best for more, most moms. The things that come up at 5 p.m. are not going to come up at 5 a.m. typically. There's always the outlying times, you know, when a kid gets sick in the night or you didn't sleep well the night before and things like that. And obviously, like I said earlier, some seasons of life where maybe mornings don't work, you know, as well. But in general, I think if you can get it done first thing where nothing else is in your way, I also think it just sets a great tone for your day. There are some days that I wake up, man, I could just make some waffles today. And I just feel like being lazy and having waffles. And then my whole day really could go that route, which nothing wrong with waffles. I do enjoy my full breakfast sometimes. But sometimes then I, I get up, I do my workout and I'm like, you know, I, I don't feel like being waylaid by waffles for the next couple hours. I'm going to make a shake or make some oatmeal or something that's going to you know, not really make me quite as stuffed feeling. So it sets the tone for your day. But if we're, if mornings are not working for you right now, I think the option to do it right next to your kids is always better than nothing. I know some mm-hmm. moms, I know some people struggle with this and I will openly say it's not my favorite, but I think if you can, it's like anything that you really have to just make it a routine. It's going to be hard the first couple of times with your kids. If you've never done it, they are going to be trying to crawl on you when you glute bridge and <laughs> crawl on your yes, back when you every time. When you <laughs> <laughs> but it is, um, worth it obviously. And, and ages, I guess are definitely a, you know, in consideration there, but you can really scale it up to any age we plan to. So right now what it looks like for us, if we're doing it with our kids, I try to pair it with an activity they already do. So, and that might help you right now getting started. So, all right, when you are doing Legos, mommy works out right next to you, like bring your dumbbells into the living room and you do your workout while they're building or while they're having reading time or listening to an audiobook or, you know, we were chatting about those before. Any of those activities, it's, they get used to it. And, and it could be screen time. If you routine, routinely give your kid a show every day anyways, that could be okay when you get a show, mommy works out, just trying to pair it with something they do. I know, especially for people who are in great little outdoor places who can be outside more months of the year. I'm in upstate New York, so that's not us a lot of the time. But when it is spring, summer, and fall, especially summer, we will you know, go out, especially that's what it looks like on the weekends for us. And we're just, okay, mommy and daddy are doing their workout first. You are welcome to work out with us, or you can run around the yard. And then when we're done we hop into baseball or races or whatever unfolds after that. But if you, it does take a bit to set that as the precedent if you're going to work out with your kids. But I think that's so nice, especially those with older kids where you can loop your kids into it and not it not be a forced thing. And that's all, you know, dependent on how you're talking about it, how you're shaping it. But that's how it is to us. So mommy and daddy work out because we want to be strong so we can help people. 
and we can carry things and you should want to be strong too so that you can help people. And that's what we do even when we go in the basement because right now we're really not going outside. All right, Josh, we're going to go do our workout. Do you want to come down with us? You can play with basement toys, which we have like his own little special area. So again, it's special. He doesn't play with those, you know, any other time it trains and whatnot that he can play with. And then he usually wanders over, grabs a band. He'll say he's doing his sets with us. He'll do them. And then he'll wander back and, you know, we'll take turns playing with him between sets and stuff sometimes. And it's good. Again, it doesn't take the whole hour. Get 20 minutes in and you're done. That's only, and I, my husband's not around during the week like that. That sounded very <laughs> privileged. We do do that on the weekends. <laughs> but um, again, even better if, especially if you're homeschooling, you have older kids, you can build in. And I know a lot of, a lot of my clients are doing that this year and we're trying that out to build in just all right, it's physical fitness time for the family. Mom's going to hop on the bike. You guys do your thing. You can go on the trampoline, do this, that, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so good. And I think just getting everything that you're talking about, I feel like it falls under the umbrella of getting creative, which I love to talk about on the podcast. I think it's so important to, if it is important to you to work out, to move your body, to do the strength training, to just really get creative with when you can fit it in. And so when I only had one, I would do it during her nap time. And she was a champion napper, two to three hours every single day. It was awesome. And that's when I prayed. That's when I worked out. That's when I relaxed, talked to people on the phone. It was awesome. It was such a fun season of life, actually, (laughs) where I had that dedicated (laughs) time. Um, And now... Um, with, well, when they both napped, um, my daughter doesn't nap anymore, but when they both napped, I would oftentimes work on the podcast and pray and like life changed a little bit. And so then my husband and I started doing workouts at night, which I know is not ideal because (laughs) you're kind of like tired by the end of the day. But in this season, it actually is the only time I will work out is, is at night with my husband because I need his motivation, um, when I'm pregnant and just like kind of worn out from life right now. Um, I need him to be right by my side working out with me. So that's what works for us. And then on, on the weekend, like we do it, we try to do it during the day, like in the afternoon, my daughter will watch a show or she'll read next to us and then we'll do a workout. So I think just getting creative and knowing that it will ebb and flow. I think that's the best part about anything you do, like a prayer routine or yeah, workout, date nights, like these things will change. And just having kind of like this open mind of, well, where can I fit this in? And it also goes back to your priorities. Like what are your priorities? I talked about that in a recent episode of like, what, but what are they? Because Mm -hmm. If it's not actually a priority, you're not going to put it on your calendar. You're not going to make time for it. But if it is, then I suggest getting really creative. Like I've had moms say like, well, when do I pray? And there are so many options. Like if getting up early before your kids is not an option, which it isn't for me in this season, I need all the sleep I can get. And I'm having trouble sleeping because, you know, pregnancy hormones and all that good stuff. Um you know, I do it in the afternoon or if that doesn't happen, I do in the evening and ask my husband to hang out with the kids while I have some quiet time. I mean, I just think it goes back to this idea of getting creative and trying different things. I think that's the other part that people don't even 
start a new routine, um, whether it's a workout routine or prayer routine or date night or, you know, one-on-one time with your kids, like you're worried you're going to mess it up or that it's not going to go well. And maybe it won't go well, but then that'll teach you, okay, that's the wrong time of day to do it, at least for Mm -hmm. this season. So I think just kind of being open and flexible and creative, like that's what I hear you saying as you're talking about this. And I'm just wondering, like, since you are a personal trainer, like since that is your training, I'm curious, like, let's say, okay, I'm just going to take myself for example, because I really want to (laughs) know. I'm 20, 27 weeks pregnant. And, um, like, let's say I have 10 minutes in the afternoon to do some strength training and, you know, do some weights and stuff. Like what would be your suggestion for like a little 10 minute circuit? Yeah. And I love, well, you just cued me in by saying circuit. I was going to say there's lots of different styles. I won't get too technical on us, but you know, you can superset, which is doing two exercises back to back and then moving on and doing another two exercises back to back. I like to train like that a lot. A circuit, you are doing one exercise after the other, resting mm-hmm. at the end and then going through it however many times. And what I like to, um, especially in your season right now, Stephanie, but in general, I think what works really well for moms, if you're going to shoot for two to four times a week to do full body workouts, because then if you miss one later in the week, it's not, you, you're not neglecting that muscle group for three weeks in a row, right? If you, mm, if you do right. leg day, upper body day, et cetera, then you're really bummed when you miss one. So I think that full body tends to work well. If again, that's going to be your range. People who do like to work out more, you know, five days, six days, I will program that differently. We'll split it up, push, pull legs, but getting more back to the full body, which what I would suggest a couple times a week shooting for your full body, that's how you want to formulate it. This sounds, you know, again, trying to break it down, but um, a squat variation, a push, a pull, and then a core, not for you right now, but for anyone yeah. else, <laughs> you're going to skip the core. But, um, and then there's a lot of exercises within that. And I do have a podcast. We'll get to that. You can listen to it. I, I do explain how to do this on there a little bit more and list exercises. So if people want to refer back to it, but so say you pick your squat move, that could be like a lunge a squat, a walking lunge, some kind of lower body movement. And then your push muscles are your chest, shoulders, and triceps. So you would pick one from that category. It might be a push up, might be again for right now, you're not going to be lying down on your back, hopefully during your workouts. So a tricep kickback, something standing, that's something for your push muscles, something for your pull muscles, which are back biceps and rear delts. So some kind of row or something like that, which is so good for you right now, working yeah. more mid yeah, working your mid back for sure. I know it's gonna say my back, my poor back. <laughs> I know. I mean that's I mean that's big. I do have a pregnancy workout program and we focus so much on back because I've been there too. Second pregnancy was like my back the whole time. And um I think for a lot of women that gets amplified each time. But so you're gonna grab a squat variation, a push, a pull, and then like I said, not for you, but for other women listening who are not pregnant right now, a core move. So that might be a plank variation or some kind of standing banded core variation. I like to do a lot of rotational exercises with your band anchored to something, gets you off the floor. You're not doing so much core on the floor and looks like that. And then a couple times through, you know, maybe three sets of 10 of everything. So you're doing one after the other resting and going through it two more times. That'll get everything 
<laughs> that is so good. And I feel like anybody could grab that and go right now. And that's maybe 10 or 15 minutes of their day. And you're going to feel like a rock star after you do it. And since we've run out of time, we're going to have to have you back yeah. to talk about meal prepping because oh, I, I love really to. feel like, you know, the meal prepping and the food aspect of things is just, it has to be included when we talk about working out because again, we're a whole person and all these things matter. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to have you back. So let us know until then, where can we find you? Where can people connect with you? I know you have your own podcast, the fit mom life to the fullest podcast. And so people just search that on Apple. I know they'll find you, but where else would you like people to connect with you? Oh yeah. And I love clearly talking about health and fitness all the time, anytime. (laughs) It is our dinner conversation since we are both trainers. (laughs) Um, I love Instagram. So all my handles are fit mom life to the fullest. So I am on Facebook and Instagram. I hang out a lot on Instagram, sharing in stories and things like that. And my website is fitmomlifetothefullest.com. So you can reach out to me anytime. I would love to hear any health and fitness things people want to talk about. Perfect. I love it so much. Thank you so much for sharing. You're just a wealth of knowledge. And like I said, we're going to have you back. So don't fear people. We are going to talk about meal planning, (laughs) but this was all about the fitness side of things. And we'll get into meal planning next time. And thank you so, so much for being here. It was really fun having you. Oh, thank you very much for having me. You're welcome.